Hello and welcome to the FT Advisor podcast, the weekly podcast series brought to you by FT Advisor. Each week we'll be joined by guests from the financial services world to discuss the most pressing industry issues. I'm Amy Austin, Senior Reporter at FT Advisor, and today I will be discussing CDC pensions with Tim Middleton, Director of Policy and External Affairs at the Pensions Management Institute, and Simon Eagle, GB Head of Collective Defined Contribution Pensions at Willis Tower Watson. Welcome to you both and thank you for joining us. I wondered if we could maybe start off uh, with you, Simon, and just kind of explain exactly what a CDC scheme is and how it kind of differs from everything else? Yeah, I mean, there, there are different definitions of CDC, but I'd say what brings them all together is it's a design um, in, in which pension levels vary depending on how the scheme is doing in terms of assets and life expectancy. Um, it's a design that pays benefits as pension income, so annual income in retirement rather than providing retirement savings part. Um, and it's usually a design in which contribution rates are fixed. It's, it's possible to have some designs where they vary within parameters, but they're usually fixed, hence the DC part of CDC. Sure, and Tim, I didn't know if you had anything to add to that. Uh, well, just to say that um, it's uh, an ideal way of sharing risk between members and the scheme's sponsor. Uh, historically in the UK, we've had uh, traditional DC arrangements which place all the uh, effective risk on members and DB schemes, uh, which would go to the other extent and uh, place all the uh, real risk on the scheme sponsor. Uh, CDC represents an opportunity to achieving proper equitable risk sharing between the membership and the uh, employer. Sure. And Tim, do you think there's going to be a big demand for these schemes? Well, it's difficult at the moment because the legislation is quite restrictive in terms of the kind of employer that could set a CD scheme up. Um, at the moment, we're just looking at private sector, single employer trusts. Uh, CD schemes, CDC schemes need to be very large in order to be viable. So um, you're looking really at those employers within the private sector who are very large, who might consider this type of design. Unless the legislation changes, we've got a quite a narrow pool of employers who might want to take this up. So really, you're looking at uh, very large retail organisations, um, possibly supermarkets, um, might have some interest in this. But, uh, you know, as things stand, um, the legislation would need to be amended to allow other employers to do this. It's conceivable that employers would, in the fullness of time, be attracted to this concept. Uh, it combines some of the more uh, desirable elements of DB in that it provides a degree of certainty in terms of um, what the benefit is going to be. Um, I want to say certainty is probably the wrong word. Um, it's a target pension rather than the, the guaranteed element that you normally associate with the DB arrangement. So um, maybe, um, you know, I think in terms of very large employers with uh, maybe a rather more paternalistic bent than um, those that aren't. So would you say it's a fair analysis, Simon? Uh, I, I would, I would Tim, I agree with you. Uh, this is very early days for CDC. Uh, the, the initial regulations are nearly in. There aren't any CDC schemes in the UK yet. Uh, Royal, Royal Mail has said that they'll open the first one. They've been pioneers of CDC in the UK. 
theirs is due to open next year. So we really are at a very early stage of CDC. Um, but but there, but there 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 is interest. I mean, Tim Tim mentioned um, some sectors of interest um, within Willestars. Watson have got other clients interested, particularly in in the industrial sectors or utility sector. Um, there have been various recent surveys, uh, a Willis Towers Watson survey of, of many DB clients. Uh, 7% of them said that they, that they would be looking at CDC in the next three years. Um, a Royal Society of Arts survey specifically on CDC, so people with an interest in CDC, 25% of respondents there said that they were likely to provide CDC within the next five years. So it's, it's early days, but the signs are that there, that, it, that there will be interest, it will take off. And in the longer term, it's got the potential to be very big, I, I would say. But as, as but for that to happen, as, as Tim was saying, it really needs more than the initial regulations allowing large employers to set up their own scheme. It needs it needs master trusts or multi-employer schemes uh, so, that, so that many UK workers can, can get CDC. Um, and the, the, the government has said that they're keen to, to look at those other kinds of, de- kinds of designs soon. They're looking for extensive engagement with the pensions industry this autumn and winter on multi-employer master trust design. So things are moving reasonably quickly. Sure. And how many, if you had to kind of estimate, how many of these schemes do you, do you reckon there will be, you know, once it's all kind of up and running? That 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 is is the million dollar question. Very 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 difficult to 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 to, to guess that. I, I I'd say five years from now, I think there'll probably on, only be a few still. But beyond that, there's kind of a wide spectrum. So ten or fifteen years from now, there could be many. Or even if there aren't many of them, there could be some very large ones that many employers are paying into. Sure. Would you agree, Tim? Is this oh yes, thing? absolutely. Um, and I think the key point, as um, Simon alluded to there, was that the natural home for this type of uh, scheme design is in the master trust sector, where you would have a large number of employers all participating uh, in the same scheme. Um, and um, as we've noted, the regulations don't allow for that at the moment. But um, the thing about CDC in terms of auto-enrolment is that it provides the, the perfect auto-enrolment vehicle in terms that it can operate through defaults through all the key stages of scheme membership. So at the moment with our master trust, we've got a very good approach to defaulting people into the scheme in the first place. Then we have a very good um, accumulation stage, um, which operates by default. But where the problems arise is where people have to decumulate and decide what they're going to do with their accumulated benefits. With um, CDC, there isn't decumulation as such in that the benefit is paid in the form of a scheme pension. So members don't actually have to make any kind of decision. Um, By default, they've got a scheme pension that becomes payable um, at 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 normal retirement age. So um, I think CDC would work extremely well in the uh, master trust sector uh, for that reason. Sure. And are you um, a fan of CDCs? (laughs) Well, me personally, yeah. Oh, uh, me personally, uh, yes. You like them? What about Very you, Simon? 
I, I, I am too. I mean, I've been working on CDT for four years now. At the start, I thought, oh, this is interesting, but I'm not sure how it's going to work. But gradually spending time on it, trying to develop it, I became became a fan throughout throughout that, that process. So I think it can improve pensions for workers in the UK. Um, I think for some employers, for some workers, um, defined benefit fits very well or individual DC fits very well. But, but there are large swathes where neither of them I think I think are very good options for that workforce. So then there is there is a gap, as Tim said, there, there is an issue at the moment. There isn't a good option for those workers, and what CDC aims to do is fill fill that gap. Sure. And how comes that we're kind of behind? Because I think what you're saying, like the rest of the world, they have kind of CDCs already out there, but we, the UK, just hasn't kind of jumped on board until now. Why it- why is this? It's, it's out there in, in some other countries. Um, the most widely talked about example is in, in the Netherlands, but it's also in Denmark, parts of Canada. It's just come in Japan and Germany. So it's, it's, it's still a new thing globally. So but by introducing it to the UK, we're, we're not the first, but we are, we are amongst, amongst the first. Um, in terms of why is this? Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I guess. I guess we're at a point in the UK where defined benefit really isn't working for a lot of employers. A lot of them have have closed them. Um, uh, we've had the individual defined contribution for some time, but most most retirees in the UK at the moment, a lot of them have defined benefit pensions still. So they have, they have retirement savings that will pay them a annual income. Um, so, 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 so they aren't reliant entirely on individual defined contributions. So there hasn't been kind of a burning platform yet for CDC. Um, but what we've seen with the Royal Mail case is um, for them, they had to close defined benefit. It wasn't working for them anymore. But their unions were, were dead against individual DC. They said it just doesn't work for this for this workforce. So that was really the driver for them. And I can see that being a driver for other employers, but also for some employers, there is interest in CDC amongst employers that are providing individual DC at the moment. There's, there's interest uh, from those employers who, who are providing individual DC, but aren't entirely satisfied with it. They think this isn't going to work for us longer term. We need something else. CDC could be could be that thing. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't say the UK is behind in particular. We, we, we are one of the forerunners here, but we aren't the, fir- the first to do this. Sure. And Tim, so obviously Royal Mail is coming soon. Do you think that people are kind of waiting to see what happens with that before they go for it themselves? Well, certainly they'll be looking to see how it works. Um, But it's worth noting that uh, CDC isn't internationally, uh, as Simon was saying. It's not a completely new concept. This has worked extremely well in the Netherlands and Denmark. And it's worth remembering that the MRSA Um, CFA Institute Index of World Pension Systems um, consistently ranks the Netherlands and Denmark at the top. So it's been a very successful system in uh, other countries. Uh, The other thing to bear in mind is that, um, I'm interested to hear your view on this, Simon, I wouldn't have thought the Royal Mail scheme would be typical of the design of uh, CDC scheme that other employers want to introduce. Um, I suspect that uh, they will be looking for something slightly different. So um, whilst it would be interesting to see how well the Royal Mail scheme works in the UK, uh, it's 
probably worth bearing in mind that uh, other employers wouldn't want to do exactly the same scheme. Um, do you think that's fair comment, Simon? Yeah, I'd agree with that, Tim. Um, in terms of the, the the clients I'm talking to outside of Rural Mail, some are interested in Rural Mail's design. Others have other designs in mind, perhaps inspired by pension schemes that they offer in other countries, or perhaps just because they're coming at it from a different starting point. Um, I find that those employers providing individual DC at the moment uh, see CDC in a different light and would want a different form of CDC to Rural Mail's one. Um, so for, for those employers to get their form of CDC, it will need further further regulations, as, as, as Tim, Tim said earlier. So it, it will take time for, the, for this to take off in the in the UK. Sure. And I've kind of, I've heard that how transfer is going to kind of work to CDC. I thought, are they going to be a bit tricky? Has <laughs> this been worked out yet? Um, yeah, it's something something I've been looking at with with with, with Real Mail, but but more more widely as well. Um, in terms of transfers out from a CDC scheme, that's in effect it, it's a it's a share of the collective assets of the of the scheme. So, but 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 the share is determined based on actuarial sums. So it's a bit of a blend really between how DB transfer values are worked out and how DC transfer values are, are worked out. Um, but probably what's, what's more interesting is is the transfer value process. Um, so, of course, at the moment we, we have we have a, have a regime for, for for transfers from DB to DC. Um, financial advice is needed for those transfers over thirty thousand um, pounds. For in the case of C, uh, CDC, so that's coming in under money purchase legislation. So the same umbrella of legislation that individual DC fit, sits in at the moment. And as far as I can tell, based on what I expect, there isn't going to be any change to those financial advice requirements. So CDC will be treated in the same way as individual DC for those. So a transfer from a large transfer from DB to CDC will need financial advice. A transfer from CDC to individual DC or, or the other way won't need financial advice. But I think where it's a, it's a large sum, it could be sensible for the member to get to get advice because it is a fundamentally different kind of pension arrangement vehicle that the member would be would be moving into. Sure. And do you have any thoughts on this, Tim? Um, no, nothing to add really. I mean, it's um, certainly there have been some some commentators who felt that uh, transfers didn't work, that uh, CDC was incompatible with freedom and choice, and um, I've never really accepted that argument. I think. Uh, the, the kind of uh, approach for introducing transfer values, as Simon has described, um, would mean that this type of scheme is perfectly compatible with freedom and choice. So um, I think it would fit in perfectly well with the existing pension provision. Sure. And what should advisors kind of know about CDCs? Because I'm guessing they're going to have to start once these kind of kick off and people are in them, you know, they will have to start helping their clients I think the key starting point would be understanding the difference between the guaranteed benefits that a DB scheme would produce or offer, provide, and the concept of a target pension as offered by a CDC scheme. And it's probably worth noting at this point that um, the target pension is often depicted as being a rather vulnerable, volatile offering uh, with no real security involved in it. Um, I believe, Simon, I remember going to an, 
uh, event at the RSA a couple of years ago where you were one of the key speakers uh, and you were talking about back testing the Royal Mail scheme back to the 1920s. And the only time that there was um, any real possibility that you were going to have to reduce the target pension in payment was, would have been in the early 30s at the height of the Depression. So um, is that is that right? Um, that's right, Tim. In terms of nominal reductions in pension, um, we've, also, we've also done forward-looking modelling of CDC schemes based on future asset scenarios, and that there is a chance that pensions could be cut, but it's, it's expected to be rare. But the thing that will vary every year is the increase given and how that compares with price inflation. That will change year on year. So it isn't, it isn't guaranteed by the employer in the way it is for a defined benefit scheme. So I think the main thing the financial advisor will have to advise on is um, what what given the CDC pension isn't guaranteed, it is variable, um, is, is it a good move move to, 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 to make a transfer from DB to CDC? And just, just to put a bit, a bit more colour on that, um, at Willis Towers Watson, we did some analysis last year of typical CDC pension levels compared to DB or individual DC. And the comparison with typical DB scheme was CDC pensions would on average be 40% higher than DB or would be expected to be on average 40% higher. But that, that 40%, it really varies between DB schemes depending on their investment strategies. So for some, it could be similar to DB. Others, many times, expected to be many times bigger. So the, so the, so the thing the financial advisor may well have to look at is if CDC is expected to be, say, 40%, bigger well what's the chance that it's not what's the chance that it's smaller what's the chance that it's 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 it's, it's a lot bigger than 40 percent and therefore is it in members interest to give up that guarantee and have this variable pension that, that probably is going to be bigger but might not be and this this is a new area of, of advice brilliant well tim simon thank you so much for joining us today tune in next week where we will discuss other goings on in the industry Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.